You're listening to the Canterbury Mornings Podcast with John McDonald from Newstalk ZB. I'm back. I'm back. That's what Chris Hipkins said to media yesterday after being reaffirmed as leader of the Labour Party. Calvin Davis is still aside as deputy in Carmel. Sepaloni is now 2IC. I thought it was interesting uh, that Labour was saying Hipkins had been reaffirmed and was saying that it was a unanimous decision by the Labour caucus to make Carmel Sepaloni deputy. So whether the vote for Hipkins was unanimous, who knows? Probably not. But what I do know is Chris Hipkins is going to be accused left, right and centre, probably more right and centre, is going to be accused of an enormous flip-flop. This is in relation to wealth tax and capital gains tax, because remember how he said before the election that neither of those would happen under his watch. Well, today, the party is still under his watch, and he's saying both of those things are now back on the table. You know, one thing I've been... Have I been amazed by it? I've certainly been interested by it anyway, since the election, is all this talk about Labour missing an opportunity pre-election by not making a wealth tax part of its tax policy. People have been saying that Labour will be regretting that decision. Now, maybe I've missed something. And and maybe it's as much about brand differentiation as anything else. But since when have new taxes won a popularity contest? Unless you're targeting the super rich, I suppose. Yeah, get the rich. Either way. It appears that Labour is at least going to look at a capital gains tax and a wealth tax as part of its post-mortem into the election defeat and its plan for 2026. But as we say all the time, what good is a mind if you can't change it? That's why you're not going to hear me ripping Hipkins to shreds for coming out and saying in the past 24 hours that these things could very well now happen under his watch. A few weeks ago he was saying not under his watch, today complete opposite. And why wouldn't he? Labour has had its worst election defeat since 2014. When was the next worst defeat? When did that happen? 1922. So of course it's going to put everything back on the table. I mean, if it lost the election without a wealth tax and a capital gains tax and its policies, then why not reconsider? Maybe that was the, maybe that was what caused it all. Personally, I'd be opposed to a capital gains tax. Simple reason why. I don't want to sell a house and lose some of the money I make on it through a capital gains tax. Is that greed? Am I greedy? Probably. That's just how I feel. I'd probably find a wealth tax more acceptable. Why do you think that is? Uh, it's because I've made the grand assumption that I'm not going to come into a truckload of money in, in your time soon, so a wealth tax wouldn't affect me. Get the other buggers. Uh, you might feel the same. But how do you feel? Do you reckon Hipkins is being a, a hypocrite? I, I don't. The other thing I've taken from Labour keeping Hipkins on as leader is whether or not the party's done it with a view to the 2026 election, or perhaps something sooner. This morning with Mike, uh, he was saying that he's the person to lead Labour to victory and uh, steer the political comeback of the century three years from now, which of course he would say, and he was saying the same thing yesterday. But is that why he's still leader? You reckon it's possible? Do you reckon it's possible that they've kept him on just in case there's another election sooner than 2026, as in way sooner. Because remember before last month's election, how Nationals campaign boss and MP Chris Bishop made that veiled threat about us possibly needing to have another election if National and ACT didn't get enough votes to form a coalition on the run. Remember that? And how the last thing National wanted was to go into government with Winston Peters. Well, the voters are getting the last laugh, aren't they? 
It is becoming spectacular to watch. And look at how one of those potential coalition partners is conducting themselves. This is New Zealand First I'm talking about. Yesterday, Shane Jones saying that any tax changes that could worsen housing affordability were not in New Zealand First's DNA. And what he was getting at there was Nationals' plan to tax foreigners buying flash houses here in New Zealand to pay for the tax changes. Then he went more broad brush in his criticism of National, and I'll, cry, I'll, I'll quote the great orator himself because I wouldn't do him justice otherwise. He said, quote, The North, the West, the East and the South, they recall that we have in our DNA a deeper version to tax cuts if it worsens the prospect of Kiwis getting on the property ladder, and those things were well and truly aired during the campaign, end of quote. So that's Shane Jones. And then there's Winston Peters. He's, what he's been saying about coalition negotiations, this is what he told the NBR, or quote him as well. Quote, you walk into negotiations on the basis you might lose. You go there with the right purpose, but if you want to be true to yourself and the people who voted for you, you've got to have that view as well that this may not happen. And Winston Peters goes on to say, quote, we'll do the best we can to make sure it happens if we can. If we can. Not yes we can, like he was saying back in 2002, doing his Bob the Builder thing. 21 years later, it's if we can. For more from Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald, listen live to News Talks at B Christchurch from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.